JB and Jules for breakfast, only on Triple M. Hit subscribe now. Information that uh, there is an Australian beer shortage. Oh, my God! And mm. I asked the question, what have you done? I've, why is it my fault? I didn't do <laughs> anything. But um, apparently it's due to some, uh, some distribution problems that a number of beer brands are limiting how much you can actually get this Christmas time. Oh, no. Is, is no Corona beer. one of them? Corona's the main one of them. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, so, Bad press. Well, what's happened is, don't don't freak out too much. I think we should be okay. But um, Aussies are apparently being warned of a thirsty Christmas uh, with reports that two of Australia's largest brewers are facing delivery delays, stock shortages, and weirdly, a lack of timber pellets for deliveries. <laughs> what? It, Why? Know, it, it's bloody middle-aged people's fault. It's my fault because... I'm using timber pallets to make a stupid doghouse at home. The dogs are happy. Yeah, it's beautiful. But now they can't deliver beer anymore. Oh, but, no, give it back. Uh, supplies of Corona are expected to be the most impacted, with their importer limiting bottle shops to orders of 20 cartons. Oh, no. Uh, there's reports. Tui's, Han, Iron Jack, Forex, Furphy, Pure Blonde, VB, Carlton Draft, Melbourne Bitter, and Great Northern will also be impacted with some product types already out of production until the new year. Oh, man, just give us coal for Christmas. It's uh, all the same. Uh, apparently, Well, I haven't seen this anywhere here in Bundaberg at all, but uh, apparently there's a number of bottle shops that have put up signs advising customers of buying limits. Oh, really? Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, and no, it's like stockpiling all over again. This was first reported just over a week ago, and um, apparently there's been a number of emails from Lion and Carlton and United Breweries oh. sent to bottle shops and pubs. But no, I love those people. I'll, Come back. Yeah, I don't want to get mad at them because no. I really want them on side. Is it but, really their fault? But, um, yeah, basically, um, be safe this Christmas and stock up on your beer. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? It's the season to um, to play a few Christmas songs at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. We're going to be sneaking a few on Thursday night. We've got all our local talents as a part of Carols by Dashboard Lights. Yeah, but I thought uh, I'll get in a little bit early with some Carols by Candlelight, and that's what uh, me and the housemate Christina did on Saturday night. Oh, you enjoyed a bit of Christmas music, can Yes, we went off to uh, the Carols by Candlelight in Bagara uh, yeah. by the Coral Coast Christian Church. Yeah, They well, did it a was... stunning job. Okay, that's always good to hear. They it's had nice. uh, the kids come about. They had a full band, lots of bangers. They had these little crosses with the Nazareth Nightly News and these updates from the Three Wise oh, Men. I thought you meant like literal crosses. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You get like, the confusion. Yes, uh, Jesus on the cross as well. No, it was such a good job and it was great to see the whole community get involved in it. But that actually wasn't the highlight of my Saturday night because there was the jumping castle in the background. There was like food vans and all this sort of stuff, photo shoot. And there was also a petting zoo there (laughs) at the girls. And what my housemate and I did was we decided that we would wait until the end where most of the little kids have had their time. I'm shocked you went that far, to be honest. Checking out the... You know petting zoos are set up for the kids. Yes, I know. It's not an adult I know, I'm aware. I decided that we would wait until they have gone home, until we checked it out. And so Christina and I walk in and we see baby goats. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that sound effect wasn't a goat. It was, in fact, Jules' reaction to the goat. You know what I'm like when I see tiny little just, animals. Just to put it in perspective, every time we've gone to Split is Fun, the mm-hmm. f- I learned this in the early days. Jules and I had been doing the show for maybe a month, and we went out to Split is Farm, and there were indeed baby goats. And 
We were supposed to be doing some talking to camera <laughs> and Jules completely lost the plot and I had wrote down in my notes at that point, okay, Jules with other animals. Not good. I do talking. And I looked over at you. Your hair was nice and clean. <laughs> Five seconds later, it was frazzled. It looked like you'd touched one An of those. An afro. Yeah. You, yep. just, you get so excited with the little animals. So it was... Insane, but you thought I went insane. I got excited about it. Turns out when we got home, my housemate could not stop talking about how great it would be to have a goat in our backyard. No, 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 no. Don't we've do got, it. We've got a three-legged dog. Don't do it. Don't and do it. she's been talking about getting him a friend, and they're miniature goats, so they're not going to be full-size. Um, so he'd have a friend. He could, mow, he could eat all our grass, no, so we never have to mow the lawn again. Plus... Triple don't, triple don't, win here. Don't. It will strengthen my application for Farmer Wants a Wife. Well, hundred. that's a good focus, <laughs> actually. Jules, can I just say, I have a friend who owned a goat. Oh, no. And it doesn't just eat the grass. Mm. eats bloody everything. That's he, fine. He one day sent me a video. He's like, what are you doing? Goat on the roof of his car. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we can get a cage for the miniature goat. But if I return after Christmas holidays from Melbourne and find out that my housemate's got a goat... I will not be surprised. You never now. had any choice. They're different, but they're ours. Yeah! JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. And you would have seen the headlines over Facebook overnight, but um, some big funding cuts for our Bundaberg Regional Council. You see this, Jules? Yeah, huge. The financial assistant grants are going to be uh, distributed, but Bundaberg and Fraser Coast Councils, well, they haven't really been given many favours. No, not at all. It's going to cost us to the tune of $2 million <laughs> in the next financial year. Um, To get us all the details and clarify everything on what we can expect and how it's going to impact you in your day-to-day life, uh, we have CEO Steve Johnson from the Bundaberg Regional Council. Welcome to the show this morning, mates. Thanks very much, JB. Good morning, JB, Jules. Hello, Steve. You must be pretty reeling from this news, right? Uh, look, we are. We knew there was a review going on, but we never anticipated that we would uh, have to have a cut, uh, as, as we've been outlined this week by the Commission. Yeah, yeah so this is going to be about 24% of of how much we have in the next financial year. So uh, I guess where everyone's mind goes is uh, who's going to foot the bill and how is this going to impact us here in Bundaberg? Yeah, well, JB, it's not just 24% in the first year. That goes through the next two years to 75%. So in effect, we lose three quarters of our total grant as it now stands over the next three years. Um, council's going to sit down and look at their budget for next year, for 22, 23, probably around February, March, and, um, and we'll analyse then what the impact's going to be. I mean, there's a range of methods in which we can try and, you know, react to this. Uh, I think there's been a lot of chat last night on social media, probably fairly uninformed about, you know, rate rises, but there's a range of other things we can look at to increase income or to, or to decrease expenditure to try and offset that. Okay, what are some, what are some of the things you have in mind on that? Well, look, Jill, uh, JB, we've got a budget that's a recurrent budget of nearly $200 million. So while, you know, $2 million sounds scary in itself, um, with a budget that size, there's a range of things we can do to try and, you know, massage and flatten that out. Yeah, so what do you have in mind? Uh, look, I don't have anything specific in mind. I've got a number of ideas I'll float past the council, but ultimately, you know, it's the elected council that uh, adopts the budget. So the, myself and the executive leadership team will put forward a range of options. And we'll have a have a discussion with council probably starting around February. 
What I'm curious to know about, Steve, is the Queensland Local Government Grants Commission, they came up with this formula to figure out who gets financial assistance and how that gets broken down. And there's places like Angels Community Group that are going to be affected because they're the ones that are really helping out those who are really vulnerable in our community. I want to know, how are we in the same situation as what they're saying Brisbane and Cairns, those local councils actually get? Yeah, that's a really good question, Jules. We're one of uh, 27 councils that actually loses money and there's 50 councils in Queensland that benefit from that redistribution. So 50 councils are going to get more money out of this uh, review and 27 councils are getting less. Well, so, how, how did the federal government justify this to you when they announced it? Uh, well, that's, that's actually a state government decision, JB. State the federal government, government, Yeah, federal government distributes the overall grant to all the states and yeah. then each state has its own commission that then, you know, divides it up against the councils. What my feeling is, is that the 50 councils that are being propped up, if you like, aren't sustainable. And, you know, part of the reason for amalgamation going back 13 years was driven by financial sustainability. So what we've ended up with is a large number of regional councils that are well-managed, well-run, like Bundaberg, uh, and, and are sustainable, that are now being asked to give up some of their grant to go back into a pool for the state to redistribute to smaller councils and rural mm. and remote councils that clearly clearly aren't sustainable. Is there a way that we can get them to reverse that decision? To say, hey, uh, sure actually, we need some trying. more help. <laughs> yeah, yeah look, look, the Commission's an independent body, but the Mayor raised uh, that issue specifically with the Deputy Premier, who has the local government portfolio last week when he was in town. Um, so we certainly raised it at the state level, and we've written a letter to the, uh, pre- the Chair of the Commission outlining our issues. And the other thing that we are pushing is that about 25% of our rate base actually gets some sort of pension discount from the, from, the, from the council. Now, we think that's a disability factor that hasn't been looked at enough. So that's nearly $2 million that we give in discounts. Now, if you look at councils like Cairns, about 7 or 8% of their rate base is on some sort of pension. So we're already in a, a dis, you know, a, an area that to a degree is disenfranchised. Yeah, so We've got a low socioeconomic base. Everyone already knows that. So we're saying, why should we be penalised to the extent we've been by this reduction yeah. when we're already trying to deal with a whole lot of issues locally anyway? Yeah, well, I think the greater public would agree with you and we wish you all the best in arguing that back to the state government. But um, if, we're, if we start looking ahead and need to uh, recoup this $2 million, we'll have to catch up with you in the future and uh, once the budget's all done, try and... Uh, sort of spread to everyone how that's going to be done so we can alleviate any of these fears of rate rises and stuff. But we appreciate your time this morning. CEO from the Bundaberg Regional Council, Steve Johnson. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Abby. Thanks, Jules. Bye. There you go. It is 93.1 Triple X. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. The season is well and truly upon us, Mm -hmm. and wasn't it a beautiful sight at the Botanic Gardens on Friday? By the oh, way, my favourite yeah. ever Christmas carol. This song? Dropkick Murphys. Of course. Wouldn't you have picked know, that. You don't know it? Do you know this one? Nope. It's a great one. Did you sing it at Merry and Bright? No, I didn't. I, I was humming it, though. Good. Great song. It's a great it's song. I Do like it. it. We'll have to get it involved somehow. But uh, yeah, I did go to Marion Bright on Friday night. Jess and I went there. It was wonderful for $10 a ticket. Really? It was spectacular. For any anyone that went there, I was driving in and this massive storm rolled through on Friday afternoon and oh. I've just gone, oh no, this is 
this is stuffed. And this I, is catastrophic. But I drove past and Paula was there. Paula who showed us through the Hinkle oh, Hall from, of Aviation. Yeah, nice. And we asked and we said, is it cancelled? Like with this storm? They're like, yeah. no, nah, it's passing. You'll be gone in 20 minutes. And we're sitting there just and I going, I don't know. Literally 20 minutes it later. It was fine. It was gone. Oh, Sun was out. It was perfect She time. knew. They knew. They're better than the Bureau. But um, we went in. The lights were there. It was absolutely spectacular. They had the cane train running from that association in oh. there. And so we jumped on the train, went around. Was it dark when you were there? It was just getting dark. I think I'd go a later on session mm-hmm. next time to make yeah. sure it's completely dark. But still, the lights were shining and it was still a beautiful sight. Nice. But um, we're going through. And this is uh, myself. Uh, with my wife on the train, and we're having a look at all the beautiful lights, but there's something missing. On the train at Marion Brights, we're right up the front, so it's beautiful, but um, still haven't seen the reindeer. I'm on the hunt for the reindeer. I'll, uh, I've seen about 50 lizards, but um, no reindeer. So for anyone looking to come to the event, I'm going to scope out where they are. Yeah, it was. Um, I was on the hunt for the reindeer because it was promised on the fly. They said there would be real there life. There would be reindeer. Real life reindeer um, at Marion Bright 2021. Do, do reindeers actually exist? Reindeers actually exist. Do they're, they? They're real animals. They're not mythical creatures? They're not mythical creatures. Are you sure? The real ones they're don't. They're not flying in the sky? No, the real ones don't fly. Do you, are you actually, you don't know that <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Reindeers are a real animal. And they have like the antlers They and have stuff. the antlers. They yeah, have the cool. horns. They don't fly, no, but they are magical at Christmas and time. And they're in Bundaberg. Apparently. Apparently there were real life reindeers at the Botanic Gardens on Friday. I was mind blown. We're adventuring around. I can't see them anywhere. I've gone, they've lied to me. They've lied on the flyer. No. Until suddenly I see a crowd gathered. I'm around the side of the Hinkler Hall of Aviation and this moment happened. I found the reindeer. I found the reindeer. Jess, do you reckon we should push in front of the kids? No. It's a reindeer. I was thinking they could have been cows with, like, duct-taped horns, but they're definitely <laughs> reindeer. Where'd they get them? How'd they get here? It's magical. The, seasons. the oh reindeers, are, they're real reindeers. I did set was thinking someone's going to have, made out of old toilet paper rolls, made horns, and just duct-taped them to the toe of a baby cow. I feel cow. like you would have done that anyway. You were the, the child pushing th- through. Poor Jess yeah. is trying to be the voice of reason. She's like, I don't need a child. I've got JB here with me. And I would like to take this moment to apologise to those children <laughs> and those families. And I'm really sorry. And I promise that there might be more reindeer next year. Oh, no. And I'm sorry to the reindeer. I thought you could fly. And I should have checked <laughs> before I did what I did. Subscribe now and stay up to date. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. Isn't it a great time of year? Maybe you've got rellos coming over, enjoying a couple of festivities, but it does mean that it might be a bit more strain on the bins come curbside collection time. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear about the details. When can I put my bins out? Is there going to be a shutdown period? Mm. When should I leave the prawn heads frozen in the freezer? <laughs> How long for? You've got the details for us. I've got good news. Collection is going ahead during the Christmas season, yes. even during public holidays. Thank you, Council. Thank you, Council. Good job. You can put your bins out for collection the night before or by 5am on the day of collection to make sure it doesn't overflow and the neighbours stare at you in shock horror. But I am curious to know how savvy you are, JB, when it comes to putting the right items in the right bins for recycling. Okay. I... Jess is really good at it. I'm She's not, good? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not very good. Well, maybe you can learn a couple of things because I'm going to give you a pop quiz on what the items are from Christmas and where they go. 
All right, so you have finished unwrapping your presents. So how's this going to work? Are you going to tell me how the rules work? I'm going to give you the items, and you have to tell me where they need to go. So in recycling or in general waste? In recycling, in general waste, or maybe somewhere else. Where else would it go? Well, that's for you to figure out. You should know this. Okay. I'll test your knowledge. So you're finished unwrapping your presents. You've got cardboard boxes and wrapping paper. Where do they go? They both go in the recycling bin. Well done. In the yellow bin. Yes. All right, maybe you've had a few beverages, a couple of beers, you've got some glass bottles, a couple of jars, plastic bottles. Where should they go? They could either go into recycling or you can put them in your own cardboard box and take to one of the local refund centres. Yes! I've done it. Correct! You get two ticks for that one. Well done. Take them to containers for change. Christmas ham, a little bit of leftovers, a little bit of scraps. Where do you put them? little bit of food scraps. Mm. Uh, seal them up in a plastic bag, maybe double bag them and put them in your bin on the day of emptying. Nice. But also, you can put it in compost, by the way. Really? It, yes. So where, how do you do that? Do you put it in recycling then? So you can put it in a compost in your backyard. Okay, so do it yourself. soil. Yep, DIY if you want to get uh, down and dirty. Uh, plastic wrapping and packaging, where do they go? Plastic wrapping and packaging? Mm-hmm. Um, some of them aren't allowed, but I'd say mostly recycling. You cannot recycle them. None of them? No, you oh, cannot no. recycle plastic wrapping. So that goes in your general waste? You can take it to your general waste, or you can take it to Woolies and Coles in town. They actually uh, have red cycle bins, which helps them break down, and so they don't get stuck in our waters and that sort of thing. How cool is that? Very good to know. Very well good done. Enough. You've passed the test. Oh, I've done. That's it. That's it. Okay. Are you feeling savvier about recycling this year? I am feeling savvy. Can I throw one back at you? Okay. All right. Say that you want to clear out around your backyard area, but there's a bunch <laughs> of palm fronds sitting there and you need to get rid of them. Where do you put them? Green Solutions Wide Bay. Well done. Thank She's you. Now that what else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? Across the weekend, I had a little getaway down to the ashes with my wife. It was a great time. Absolutely loved it down there. But um, I was in the Uber. We were heading to the Gabba to watch the cricket. Yeah. And um, we we sort of stopped at one point in traffic because the traffic's way worse down there than it is here in Bundy. <laughs> I was getting upset. But looked out the window and noticed about 100 metres worth of people lined up in a queue outside of a shop. Uh, were they getting their COVID jabs? Well, that's what I thought. I thought, is it a COVID jab? Are they lined up for some big special? Testing, oh is there, is there a new iPhone? Is there something like that? Yeah. I didn't know what it was about. But it turned out they were lined up outside a tattoo parlor. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how many people do you reckon? I would say there'd probably have been about 100 people lined wow. up outside this tattoo parlor. And, and, and tattoos sometimes take a little bit of time, so yeah, you could be waiting a while. That's what I thought. I went, what a weird place for people to be lined <laughs> up. And um, then I, because we were stopped in traffic, I got a chance to look at the sign on the front of the shop window, mm. and it turns out they were doing a toy drive for kids. What? A tattoo parlor doing a toy drive for kids. And the reason I'm talking about this is there's so many great tattoo artists here in Bundaberg and it might be a great idea for us to take on maybe in 2022. But um, what How does they, this work? What they were doing was they offered for the first 70 people lined up, mm-hmm. if they brought a gift they would get themselves a free tattoo. <laughs> so any kid's toy they could bring in bring in exchange in. for a free tattoo. For a free tattoo. And I think the I think the uh, tattoo parlor had like a um, 
done up picture of what sort of tattoos you had to do. Oh, but, okay. It wasn't just pick a massive, I don't know, eagle on your back. Yeah, you're not going to get. Yeah, <laughs> no one should be doing $5 that. Five dollar toy for that. Yeah, exactly. So you know you can't get like a full sleeve or something done, but you could get a free tattoo just for taking a gift in, and then all those toys are donated to charity to help kids that might otherwise go without. That's genius by I the tattoo great, artist. Yeah, and for them, their only expense is their time and, of course, the ink and equipment. Yeah. So that's their way of donating and giving back, and I just thought it was a wonderful mm. idea. Well, you know my thoughts on tattoos, but I think if you're already getting a tattoo, I think that's a great idea. I don't think if you're if you're not getting a tattoo, I think it's a great inspo. <laughs> I, will, I would honestly get a tattoo of whatever if it means I just take help a gift. Help Yeah, it's just a way to give back and help out. So nice. if there's any tattoo parlors, if you like the idea of that, by all means, steal it, take it, enjoy it. it, and hopefully we see it happening here in Bundy in 2022. They're different, but they're ours. JB and Jules on Triple M Bundy. I'll tell you what, the big kids and the little kids have been loving all the different scooters. We're talking about those Neuron scooters, and Bundy's had a huge uptake. But when it comes to the festive season, it's a timely reminder that we need to look after ourselves on them. And ride them properly. Like mm-hmm. During school holidays, honestly, I walk my dogs along uh, along Bagara, and there are some fair income idiots on them. So mm-hmm. to those idiots, please listen up, because we've got some hot tips for you right now. Well, we sure do. We've got Tim from Neuron here. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Yeah, good morning, girls. Really well, thank you. That's now, awesome. First of all, Tim, love the Neuron scooters. I think they're a fantastic thing for our community. They're a great, great way to scoot about, so to speak. But um, there are some really strict rules that, that do need to be followed because if not, they can be a bit of a danger, can't they? Yeah, you're absolutely right. And certainly coming into the, the holiday season, we really want to remind people about what those rules are. Uh, and really keeping safety top of mind to make sure that everyone can stay safe and enjoy themselves over the holiday season. Now, Tim, what's the most important things we need to remember when riding them? Yes, there's a couple of really key things. Number one for your own safety is wear the helmet. So every scooter comes with a helmet available, and we really want to see people wearing the helmet. So that's number one. Number two is that the scooters are designed to only carry one person, and it's also the law in Queensland that it's only one person per scooter. So no doubling up, uh, whether that's with your mate, with kids, with anyone else, it's one person per scooter. Um, And thirdly is just to be respectful of pedestrians. And really when you're sharing the path, um, particularly along Bagara, where there's a lot of great shared paths, is just keep in mind that other people are using the space as well. So be respectful and courteous to others. Keep left, slow down, give way to pedestrians so that you stay uh, stay safe yourself. Uh, but also keep everyone else safe as well. Seems pretty simple, right, Tim? Uh, I'm curious to know, without being a tattletale, if you see someone driving kind of irresponsibly, is there something that we can do? Yeah, we really want to get people to actually report that to us. So you've probably noticed that every sticker has a registration number on it. Sorry, every scooter has a registration number on it. Uh, And that registration number allows us to identify exactly who's riding that scooter at that point in time. So if you do see someone behaving irresponsibly, we really encourage people to report that to us so that we can then identify exactly who's using the scooter at that time. So how Uh, do they report it to you? So you can report it directly via the Neuron app. 
Uh, or we've got a 24-7 call centre phone number that people can ring uh, or through our website or email. Oh, wonderful. So that's a good way to hold people, I guess, accountable Mm. if you see them being uh, geese. But um, I'd like to say to people as well, there's a bell on them. Use it. Use the bell. (laughs) Absolutely. There's a slow mode and a fast mode. So if you're not confident, let's keep it on slow mode, folks. Uh, Absolutely. But thank you very much and thanks for those hot tips. And we'll be sure to shout it from the rooftops this festive season. Good on you, Tim, from Neuron. Yeah, fantastic. Have a great Christmas, guys, and uh, scoot safe when you're out there. What else has been happening this week with JB and Jules on Bundy's Triple M? And tis the season to be eating lots and lots of food. Oh, yeah. Love the indulgent season. It's my favourite. It's I'm, good. So I'm a spoilt fruit person. Where I grew up, it's similar to Bundy. It had a buttload of fresh local fruit. Yum. And so to be able to walk to my mate's place and just pick a mandarin off the tree wasn't unheard of. <laughs> That's they, great. They would drop off bags. And so it was um, fantastic. So I'm a bit spoiled when it comes to my fruit and veg. So that's why I've fallen in love with Bundy so deep because there's some of the best fruit. No, there is the best fruit and veg mm-hmm. out of anywhere I've ever been. And um, I've been struggling because this Christmas season, my favorite fruit is lychee. And you I have them. I haven't seen them on the side of the road anywhere. You've so. been going on and on about this saying, well, where spoke- is the street markets? You know, I want to find them. I've I want to spoke- get them on the side of the road. I said it once or twice. I'm, I'm fighting for the people. It's not just my stomach I'm worried about. You but sure? Everyone needs to know where the lychees are at. And I reckon there's less this year. It's my theory. But on the drive back, um, me and the Mitsu went to the Ashes on Saturday. On the drive back yesterday from Brisbane, mm-hmm. finally, lo and behold, we came across a sign that said lychee. Oh, thank God. Just this, this side of Gympie. Just this side of Gympie. Found him there. Pulled Great. up at the side of the road. Um, however, there was a slight issue uh, with the sign. And what? I spoke about this a year ago. How could there be an issue with the sign? They spelt lychee wrong. What a... Idiot! How? Oh, what how a do you loser. spell lychee wrong? Long, well, you you've used the wrong letters in spots <laughs> yeah, where you. they're not supposed. Yep. That's usually mm-hmm. how spelling mistakes happen. But lychee spelled L-Y-C-H-E-E. Mm-hmm. So if you say lychees, just put an S on the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had they had not one but two. I would say three or four meter banners done up. Oh wow! And these were professionally printed on canvas. Big money. They'd spent dollars on this, and they had spelt it incorrect. L-Y-C-H-I-E-S. In a massive banner. Uh, two massive banners. So oh, there was God. one way down the road. I was like, that's that's wrong, isn't it? Is, <laughs> it is just it, annoyed you so much. Different? And then I see there was another one right at their thing. And I don't know whether to tell the guy, but I'm sort of going, mate, you forked out how much. <laughs> They've done other signs as well with lychee spelt right. Yeah. So I'm there going, mate, you how... How do you not cross check before you before you finalise your lychee signs? How do you stuff this up so mm-hmm. bad? But you're, it, you're one you're doing lychee shops. Yeah, Just right. Shop. You've got one job, but the real question is, it didn't matter, right? Because you still got some lychees, didn't you? I did still get. Yeah, lychees. you did. So maybe I'm the idiot. <laughs> That's it for now. Catch JB and Jules weekday mornings from six to nine a.m. on Triple M Bundy, or subscribe here to get all the best bits.